1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You know, as this Ukraine thing has heated up, I have wondered, why are we so vigilant about Ukraine's border and not our southern border? I don't think it's a dumb question. The Biden administration officials talk about the Ukrainian border like if Russia breaches it, uh, it's the end of life as we know it in America. Now I'm not about Vladimir Putin or any Russian leader adding to you know their landmass. I understand the danger of that. I understand you know to be a good world citizen. If there's a democratic government out there and a free people, we should certainly do our part to defend them. But they just talk about, oh, their borders have to be, you know, unimpeachable. Okay. And I've often wondered, like, does this have anything to do with the Biden administration trying to protect Joe Biden and Hunter Biden from Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine? We know for a fact that the mainstream media showed no interest in reporting and, in fact, actively engaged in suppressing all details in the Hunter Biden laptop prior to the election. This was going to be the October surprise. Oh, boy, we've got details of how much money Hunter Biden has made from people that, you know, you typically wouldn't want the son of an American president in business with. China and Russia. So, Joe Biden had been over in the Ukraine and had you know, done what Joe Biden does, bragged about, yeah, I told him we're going to have to get rid of this prosecutor. If you don't get rid of him, like American aid's not coming here. And that's been hushed up. Now, here's the latest, okay? From justthenews.com. In an email kept from public view for more than five years, a top U.S. State Department official in Kiev, or Kiev, Wrote to Washington superiors at the end of the Obama Biden administration that Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine undercut U.S. efforts to fight corruption in the former Soviet Republic. The email obtained by Just the News was written on November the 22nd, 2016, by former U.S. Embassy official George Kent. Said, George Kent? Where have I heard that name? Well, George Kent was one of the Democrats' star witnesses in the first impeachment of Donald Trump. That was the one that had to do with Trump's call to the Ukrainian prime minister, and he wanted him to investigate Joe Biden. So Donald Trump got impeached for telling the guy in Ukraine, you know what, you should go public with Joe Biden's dealings. Now we have a letter from 2016 from the guy who testified against Trump saying that Hunter Biden's business dealings in the Ukraine undercut U.S. efforts to fight corruption in the Ukraine. Smell a rat? Mm, You smell a whole bunch of rats. The email was classified confidential by then U.S. Ambassador to Kiev, Marie Yovanovitch, another of the Democrats' impeachment witnesses, and was not produced as evidence to House lawmakers during impeachment in other words oh hey boss do we want to try to impeach president trump with this letter from one of the impeachment witnesses that says that hunter biden was compromising our efforts to get rid of corruption in ukraine nah 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 we'll leave that out don't don't introduce that in court come on man to coin a phrase no joke to coin another Contrary to federal law, the State Department failed to acknowledge the existence of the document to the court or to Just the News in its multiple Freedom of Information Act lawsuits against the State Department, seeking records on Hunter and Joe Biden's dealings in Ukraine. So, the State Department broke the law, Freedom of Information Act, when this news organization, Just the News, and when... The impeachment proceeding itself requested all State Department documents having to do with Joe and Hunter Biden. Oh, we forgot that we had it on our desk and it got knocked off when we had the pizza brought in and it fell down between the end of the desk and the wall. And just the other day, wouldn't you know, our cleaning lady was in there and she decided for the first time in four years, she's going to move that desk and dust, get all the bunnies in between the desk and the wall. And presto, there was the memo. Continuing to read from the Just the News story, more importantly, the email's stark message directly conflicts, (laughs) shocker, directly conflicts with the narrative of the mainstream media, State Department witnesses and Democratic congressmen, all of whom insisted two years ago that Hunter Biden's lucrative job with Burisma Holdings, a Ukrainian gas company, had no impact on U.S. efforts to fight corruption in that country. Here is a quote from George Kent, who was a witness against Trump at the impeachment proceeding about Ukraine. This is a quote in the memo about Hunter Biden from George Kent, who again testified against Trump. Here's what he said. The real issue to my mind was that someone in Washington needed to engage VP Biden quietly and say that his son Hunter's presence on the Burisma board undercut the anti-corruption message, the vice president, and we were advancing in Ukraine. Kent wrote this to multiple high-ranking officials in the State Department in Washington. Kent's email described an intense pressure campaign by advocates for Burisma to rehabilitate the Ukrainian company's corrupt reputation and to get Ukraine prosecutors to drop their criminal investigation of the company. Kent even relayed to higher-ups that he had confirmed with the Ukrainian prosecutors that Burisma officials had paid a $7 million bribe to make one of the cases disappear. The bribe was allegedly paid at a time when Hunter Biden was serving on the Burisma board, a job that landed his firm more than $3 million from the Ukrainian energy company. So they bribed somebody to drop the investigation. Is that the kind of a decision that's made at a board meeting where Hunter Biden is sitting? Hmm. Quite possible. The email chain shows that State Department officials were acutely aware that Hunter Biden had an affiliation with an American business partner also accused and eventually convicted of corruption. That business partner, his name was Devin Archer. So, I'll tell you who's going to be hot under the collar about this. Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan has defended Trump. He has said all along, this is Hunter Biden and Burisma, that this fish stinks from the head down, and that Burisma and Hunter Biden is the head of the fish. You will not hear a word of this reported on any major news network aside from, what, CNN? Oh, excuse me. (laughs) I had a complete and total brain failure. Fox News, OAN. Any conservative outlet will run with this today. The others will totally ignore it. Wow, this is bad stuff. It's not surprising stuff. It's just really, really damning. So this was a thought I had today. If the Republicans win the House in the fall, and next I'm going to talk to you about redistricting, not just in Ohio but elsewhere, because, boy, the Ohio Democrats are just whining and complaining to high heaven about the redistricting maps in the state of Ohio. Wait till I share with you the details of what they're doing in New York and Illinois, entirely controlled by Democrats. But I was thinking, you know, when Republicans get control of the House in the fall, and why would we not bring impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden for his incredible escalating failure to police our southern border? He's defying federal law, letting these illegal aliens into the country, and then flying them to cities around the nation. That's a violation of federal law. You cannot have a president. You know, something in the oath of office about upholding and defending against all enemies, foreign and domestic, something about that. He's in violation of that. So if we get the House, why would we not Impeach him. I know it's like looks bad and you'll give back all your momentum and you might get drawn into this quicksand morass and the mainstream media will pillory you over it. I don't care. And yes, Kamala would be worse. Any replacement for a Democrat who's bad is always worse. But this guy is such a criminal. He is such a criminal. He's up to his elbows in Hunter's schemes. And he had the temerity to think he could waltz into the White House in a very, very, very funny business election and then spend like a drunken sailor and emerge with a legacy of FDR or LBJ. mm not going to happen. You've been exposed for the horrendously uh, overmatched politician you are. And now we have this. What could be more damaging than a letter from a guy who testified against Trump incriminating Hunter and Joe Biden? I don't think you could get any more damaging evidence than that. Home stretch on the program. I wish you well getting through the impending snowstorm. The nominees are in for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. These are not in. These are nominees. And I'm glad it's not the Hall of Fame class because it's way too big. And some of these people have no reason to be nominated. Beck, never heard of you. Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, never heard of you. Devo. Now, I like Devo. But Devo has, like, one song, right? Whip it. That's it. What else was Devo? Duran Duran Duran. Eminem? Eminem is a nominee for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Eminem's a rapper. You want to put Eminem in the Hall of Fame, put him in the Rap Hall of Fame. Eurythmics, I vote yes. Judas Priest, eh, I get it though. Fela Kuti, never heard of him. MC5, also never heard of him. New York Dolls, same. Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? There are many Halls of Fame you could put Dolly Parton in. Put her in a Country Music Hall of Fame, of course. You could put her in the Country Music Duet Hall of Fame. Her and Porter Wagner. But not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rage Against the Machine. No, that's not what I'm doing now. That's actually the name of a band. Lionel Richie? Lionel Richie in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Name me one rock song Lionel Richie wrote. No, thanks. Carly Simon? Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll sign up for that. A tribe called Quest. Man, I remember being a kid, and I would say to myself, "I'm never going to be, <laughs> I'm never going to become unhip like my parents. I'm always going to stay on top of things when it, as it concerns musical groups and pop culture and all that, so I can relate to my kids." And I've just gone through a list of nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And about, not quite half, 40%, I've never heard of. I've never heard of Fela Kuti, MC5, the New York Dolls, A Tribe Called Quest. Never heard of you. Dion Warwick, I've heard of you, but you should not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The R&B Hall of Fame, yes. Seven of the 17 are on the ballot for the first time. Eminem, shouldn't be on. Duran Duran, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, and A Tribe Called Quest. My guy Stevie Ray Vaughan got in a couple years ago. He got in way too late, but he got in. So I'm, I'm good with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but not with that list of nominees. Now, I talked about redistricting. Oh, the Dems in Ohio, they are—they got their panties in a bunch over redistricting in Ohio. It's so unfair what they're doing in Ohio. We've got to send these maps back. We've got to do this again. It's not authentic to the voting block of Ohio, a state that's escalated more Republican in recent years. What are they doing in other states? Oh, I'm sure they have completely total, fair, well-drawn, nonpartisan maps in other places, right? 538.com has done an analysis of redistricting across the United States. Let me read you what they say about New York State. Democrats fully control the congressional redistricting process. And they have drawn maps that will take the ratio of expected winners from, I put this on my Twitter, so let me call it up so I get it exactly right. The expected maps in New York were to yield. Hmm. Sorry, I had to make one more click. They were supposed to go, oh, that's the same story. My bad. They were supposed to go like, 8 for the Republicans and 19 for the Democrats. Now it's like 25 and 3. According to the way these maps are drawn. 538 says of New York's maps, such an egregiously biased map was only possible because of the weakness of New York's new bipartisan redistricting commission. Under state law, the legislature may simply draw its own map after rejecting the commission's first two proposals. The Illinois maps where you also can't swing a dead cat without hitting a crooked Democrat, look like a Jackson Pollock painting. I mean, they meander all over the place. It looked like somebody took a paint can and threw it on canvas. Yeah, there's our map. So look, I don't dispute the notion that redistricting is not necessarily fair. Fair. But here's the thing to not do it when you have control of a state on the republican side is to sign yourself up for certain disaster if and when the democrats have control of that state it's going to set you up for certain disaster yeah new york was supposed to go 23 democrat uh, supposed to go 19 democrat 8 republican now it's 23 to 3 So this is, they know they're going to take a bath in the midterms all over the country. So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to gain five or six seats in Illinois and New York, where they're already stinking of Democrats everywhere, to offset the losses. And they hope, they hope keep them in charge of the House. It's a losing battle. There's no way they're going to stay in charge of the House. When Trump ran in the midterms, he lost 43 seats. And things were good. People just hated him. Orange man bad, you remember? When Obama ran in his first midterm, he lost 63 seats. Because he had, of course, rammed through Obamacare. And things were an epic disaster, as they stayed for the remaining six years of his presidency. So, 63 seats under Obama, 43 under Trump. I mean, I hope it's somewhere in between the two. I I hope it's 73, but it won't be.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.